welcome to episode 110 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And we have so much news this week. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason, of course, being the Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, and for oh, those, what a game it was. Yeah, I'll say for those of you that watch, which actually I don't know. I don't. I mean, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I'm very curious what the like the Venn diagram is between uh, hardcore DCAU fans who bother to listen to a podcast about it, and then also people who watch the Super Bowl. Well, I think my favorite post that I saw about the Super Bowl last night was people talking about it like it was an episode of a TV show. Oh, really? And it's like, oh, there's a big episode <laughs> of football on tonight. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, the fans are going crazy. <laughs> the fandom's going crazy today. Like, tickets for the convention were through the roof. Yeah. Uh, I saw something that said that uh, the, this Super Bowl was the Maroon 5 of Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, for those who didn't watch it, it is historically the lowest scoring game Super Bowl game in history. Yeah, it's it was so boring. Nothing yes. happened for three quarters. Um, I was drinking, but not enough. Yeah. I was eating a lot of Velveeta cheese, though. Uh, have you ever had Velveeta cheese? I have had Velveeta cheese. I mean, it's like, it's plastic, right? Yes. It's it's some sort of chemical compound. It's, it's a half step above uh, spray cheese. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this, yes, a half step's go to describe it. But my yeah. God, is it delicious. Yeah. Well, because like, it's 50% butter. That's true, actually. Yeah, it was just like Velveeta cheese with salsa and like just chunks of like ground beef and poured it over some tacos. Oh, the, my God. The level of, of boredom in the house I was at for this game was there was a girl in our group who was actively searching for uh, any L.A. riots going on. She just wanted to be a part <laughs> of a Rams riot. I mean, it was. And then while, while doing that search, it was right after halftime. While doing that search, she realized that L.A. wasn't upset. It was the SpongeBob fans were the most upset okay, what, of anyone. What was this thing? Because apparently there was like a petition yes. to get something SpongeBob related to happen during the halftime. Yes. Yeah, so in season one of SpongeBob, there's the episode where Squidward is is to, supposed to direct a band, not knowing what the performance is, and he finds out that the band is performing the halftime show of the like 2001 Super Bowl. Okay. Um, and it's it's the episode where the famous line of his mayonnaise and instrument comes from. Okay. I actually um, don't know that line. Oh, it's a great line. Um, said by the wonderful Patrick Starr. So in November, the creator of SpongeBob passed away yes. from LAS. Um, ALS. ALS. From LAS. Mm-hmm. From ALS. And there was a petition, a petition started for in his honor to play that minute and a half long song. Oh, okay. At the Super Bowl, Sweet Victory. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing song. Great performance from SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. And it would have been... I mean, they, yeah, the petition had like 1.2 million people sign it. Yeah. Um, and they could have. It was on CBS. It's, they could have. It's Paramount. Yes. Um, or so Viacom, whatever. Viacom. Like it, whatever. So the, the thing was, if if no one had said anything, fans would have been, you know, still upset, but not as upset. Yeah. But it was the fact that uh, the stadium, the stadium's Twitter account, and I believe Maroon 5 both tweeted like get ready for something special. And it was the gif of SpongeBob doing his dance from that episode. Yeah. Uh, and so fans were excited, like so excited. And then they played a clip of they SpongeBob. They played three seconds of it. Yeah. Uh, and then transitioned it into sicko mode by Travis Scott. Well, cause, but 
Also, that whole halftime show was just this random hodgepodge of things. Yes. It's like it's Maroon 5 for a bit, and then they had the clip of SpongeBob, and then there was a drum line, mm-hmm. and then there was a choir. Yep. And then there was Travis Scott. Yes. And then there was Big Boy. Um, Big Boy. Yeah. It's like it just it just kept jumping to the new random thing. Yeah. Like legitimately the the biggest highlight of the entire game was when Adam Levine took his shirt off because I was watching it with a room full of gay men, women, and one straight guy. Mm-hmm. Which that's the way to watch the Super Bowl, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it was nothing but just like sarcastic comments the entire time, and then everyone being real thirsty over the uh, the Patriots receiver Julian Edelman, <laughs> who does not look good with a beer. But my God, you take that thing off, pristine choice. Uh, choice. Yeah. So since it was just you know it was a month of hype. Yeah. For this thing, and then they play three seconds. Of not even the not even the performance, right? It's just it's yeah. the lead up to it. It was the most random thing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was underwhelming. But it, yes, the, absolutely. I mean, I thought at least the end game TV spot was good. I mm-hmm. liked that. Yes, the Captain Marvel one was fine. I don't think it really did much. I do. I do want to say one more thing about the SpongeBob thing, and then we'll get into the trailers because I found out about this. Uh, Cameron, a few I had that great ago. segue. Look at that. Look how beautifully laid out that segue I know was. It was. It felt but so. I, just, I have to talk about this. It felt so natural. <laughs> and then we have to just jump right back. I have to talk about this Please, because I've never had right so ahead. much pride just, in my it's fine. hometown it's fine. before. It's fine. So after the game, fans were fans were awry, uh, and the Dallas Stars hockey team basically said, "Hey." we'll do it and they did they they cut the trailer or they cut the song because there's like interspersed of yeah. the actual 2001 super bowl mm-hmm. uh, and they cut it with the dallas stars fans uh and then put like a green tint over it all because it, the dallas stars colors green yes uh and played that for their halftime show and That's fans fantastic. went fucking crazy wait this is the stars yes the dallas stars so the hockey team yes so during one of the period breaks. There's no halftime in yes. hockey. During the, the two-third break. Yes. I actually do know a weird... Or maybe it was... I think it might weird... in the beginning of the game. Because I... Okay. No, I don't, I don't know. I, I just saw yeah, in hockey, there's two period breaks. I actually yeah. do know a decent amount about sports. Like, it's kind of a facade when I say that I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I can watch pretty much any sport and more or less know what's going on. Except for basketball. What the fuck is happening in basketball? I don't know basketball. I think it's... We've, we've been playing the character for so long. Yeah. Of, like telling people we don't know sports because they just expect that from us. Yeah. We've been following the lockstep of society's expectations, Chris. <laughs> oh, I do love it because <laughs> the last time I went to a hockey game in person was the first time I went to a Kings game down here. I okay. went with Jeb and some, some other friends of that same group. And I got to downtown early and I just like popped a nearby bar to like grab some food and a drink and read a book. And then I brought the book with me to the game. And so I was literally sitting at the game like with a pink copy of the Velvet Rage sticking out of my jacket. <laughs> <clears throat> that's fine and we were we were playing the game of like looking through the audience and trying to spot the other gays and I'm like why can't they all just have a literal gay book just sticking <laughs> out of their jacket pockets? why can't they just have a little pink card here i know i'm giving out the signs yeah no one else is bothering um so the trailers, so the trailers i was trying to do it again no, and i can't sorry. It's um <laughs> i have a list of all the trailers we got nothing was really nothing really blew me away okay I'll say this so uh yeah probably avengers was the best one yeah um, because that's what I wanted from the Avengers trailer. Like, I just want these little brief teases. Mm-hmm. They're kind of setting up the worlds of the Avengers as it will be when we get in there. I don't want to know anything about the rest of the movie. And that's exactly what this was. <laughs> yes. And like, plus that shot of all of them, like walking at the end to the hangar. I'm like, where are they going? Yeah. 
What are they doing? Also, who was it? So it was. Where did they come from? Where did, where they, did they come go? from? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing now, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> Thank you for that. Yep. Um, so we had uh, everything needs more Cotton Eye Joe. Absolutely, because it, um, it was Cap. So I'm trying to think of people in the in the lineup. Okay. Cap. Uh, Widow. Widow. Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Falcon, yep. Rocket. I think Thor wasn't there. No. I feel like there was one. I don't think we, Thor was in the trailer. He was. Oh, no, yeah, because we saw him in his in his uh, original suit. No, it wasn't his original suit. I mean, he's got, he's got I, the cape. Okay, that that is pretty original to me. The cape? Yeah. The thing he's had in every movie he's no, been in? No, because it was ripped in, in Ragnarok. But he had the full cape at the end of Infinity War. When he, when he shows yeah, up I in Wakanda... I'm so. When, I mean, I've seen Ragnarok so many times. I just yeah. When still he bifrosted to uh, yeah. Wakanda at the end of Infinity War, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he's got the full chainmail arms and the the big red cape. Mm-hmm. He's back in it. Yeah, I think like there was one other person walking in that lineup. I can't remember who it was. Is it Hawkeye? Oh, it probably was Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't like rewatch or analyze that. I did. So I, I did watch. I'm a trying to times. stay. I, I, I want to stay during the game. Board. I missed okay. it during the game. I watched it last mm-hmm. night. So, so we had that, which I, I liked, but what else was there? Uh, we had an Alita trailer, yeah. which, you know, movie comes out in two weeks. Yeah, uh, whatever. I'm excited. Uh, we had a captain Marvel trailer. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I can't get any more hyped for it. Yeah, so any, exactly. any more clips is just kind of exhausting now. Yeah, I'm still just excited for it. It's going to yeah. be great. Uh, we had a Toy Story 4, which I was pretty excited for. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if this is going to be the story, uh, about them in a carnival. It mm-hmm. might be like a side story or it might just be another like kind of one-off joke for trailers. Cause I feel like they're keeping this story locked up. Yeah. I think all we know is that they go to try and track down little Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. That's all we know. Yes. Uh, cause we had a great tease of her earlier this week she looks so different though she looks badass yeah but like she's like a solid plastic figure so how does that work Mm -hmm. has she been customized we'll find out okay i I had i mean one of the one of the ideas i threw out was the movie is going to be going to be about uh diy versus collectibles oh that could be interesting Mm -hmm. uh so we had toy story 4 we had uh, an us commercial we had a Mm -hmm. wonder park uh, we had uh, uh, kind of Game of Thrones. I didn't see it. Was, it. it was a Bud Light commercial that turned into a Game of Thrones trailer. That good. Uh, Handmaid's Tale season three. Mm-hmm. Twilight Zone looked pretty good. That, that did look good. Yeah. Um, Twilight Hana? Zone. Let's clarify. Let's not yeah, abbreviate sorry. that to Twilight. Twilight Zone. Right. Very different things. That's right. You're right. Um, Rod Sterling did not work on Twilight. <laughs> It'd be a lot better. Yes. Um, do you remember Hana, the movie Hana? Hannah. Hannah. Yes. Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. Uh, so it's Hannah, right? I mean, they spell it without the H at the end. But you can do that. Yes. But usually when I see that, I it's pronounced Hannah. It might be. It might be Hannah. It. It's, it's the same word. Yeah. I uh, never saw the movie though. Hmm? I never saw the movie. Neither did I. It looked interesting. Yeah. But there was something else that came out around that time, which was a very similar story. Oh, yeah, you remember? And so what I'm it was. like, man, I'm not gonna watch it either. Yeah. I'll take the least the the lesser of two evils and see neither. Uh, so that's getting an Amazon series. We got a trailer for that, uh, and I'm leaving out one very specific one because it was the one I was most excited for. Fucking a Hobbs and Shaw. That uh, so I watched that full trailer. Yeah. Oh, did did we watch it? 
It's amazing. It's it's now a full-on superhero am- movie. Yes, it's the best description I saw for it is uh, <laughs> you have Batman teaming up with Batman to fight Batman. God damn it. And I'm like, I'm fucking sold on this. Okay, I'm going to let you talk about that. I need to get up and get my water. I forgot to do that, but I'm going like, to extract myself from the couch. I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, just keep talking. We'll, we'll, uh, keep, we'll keep all this in as I limbo. As you limbo around from our, our under, new setup. Under the, uh, the Hobbs and Shaw trailer looks amazing. I mean, the, the core three... I'm so excited for it. You have The Rock, you have Jason Statham, and you have uh, I- Idris, Idris Elba uh, as the villain. And I'm very pumped to see that. Oh, uh, yeah. They, I mean, the three of them are just so manly. <sighs> it's like, yeah. we, thought we, had all, like, we thought we had them all covered at this point. Like, there's no more <sighs> that's what big the world buff needs guys in Hollywood. More testosterone. Yes, but now there's Idris Elba. Like, I, look, I love Big Driss. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a soft spot for Statham and I will admit that the, the baby rescue sequence from Fast and Furious 8 was the only redeeming part of that <laughs> otherwise atrocious film. Yeah. And I don't know. I used to like The Rock, but I feel like he's just like disappeared into his own career a little bit. Mm-hmm. But think about where this franchise started. Yeah, oh, I do. Think every night. Think way, way back to, uh, was that 99 or 2001? 2001. It was 2001. Okay, yeah. I can remember. Okay, so think mm-hmm. back all the way to 2001. Yeah. Where that film started. Oh, yeah. As just a ripoff of Point Break. And then rebooted. That's true, yeah. We, had, the, a, we had the first movie twice. That's true, yeah. So then they did a second movie, which is basically just a rehash of the first one. But Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. Four is a revamp of one. Well... Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. It's even more crazy. But I mean, though. we know it all peaked at because three. one. <laughs> so you have one, two, and then that like they couldn't get anyone back, so they did three. Yeah. And then that didn't work, and so they re basically. What do you mean re- it didn't work? It worked too well. It did not work. It, it worked did, so well. It didn't that, work. That they couldn't even afford any of those actors after that movie. <laughs> Look at the fantastic career Lucas Black has had since. I mean, that. have you? I, have you seen them be able to afford Bow Wow after that? No, that's true. Who can? <laughs> exactly. No one. That's why we haven't seen him. <laughs> but then like, they reboot it with four, which is like so boring and mediocre. Five is actually legitimately fun. Mm-hmm. And then six just goes fucking insane. Yeah. Seven is horrible. You mean the best? Horrible. <laughs> Eight was also really dumb. And now, like, we're getting a Hold fucking I, I, I don't superhero. Need, I need it by, by big finale pieces, not by numbers. So five was the safes. So, five was the safe. Okay. That's a great sequence. Mm-hmm, it's amazing. Six, Six was the world's was the, longest yeah, runway tarmac, in the world. Yeah. Seven, seven. Oh, no. Seven was, like, the street fight in L.A. Because they, the, like, the, the real big set, the two big set pieces in that were then when they parachute out of the cars and they're, like, yeah. going through the mountains. Oh, and then they drive through Dubai. Yeah, and then they drive the like the car literally through the hotels in Dubai, yeah. and then that's when you think the movie's gonna end. But no, nope. it's another forty-five minutes, and they go back to LA, Thank and God. like that's when the Rock flexes and breaks his own cast, and he grabs a minigun <laughs> and shoots a drone out of the sky. Yep, yep. And then Vin Diesel and Jason Statham, who was a full-on villain at the time, lest we forget, yeah. he murdered tons of people. Yeah. They have like that street, who hasn't that really? street rumble. Yeah, it's oh my god! And then the just that super clunky semi fourth wall breaking tribute to Paul Walker, which oh, I thought was terrible. Right. Great song, terrible. Great song. That's like one of the most popular songs ever on YouTube, right? It it was number one for a little bit. Um, Everything about this makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever beat Gangnam Style. Because the only the only song that did that was Despacito. Oh, 
because Despacito is now the most viewed oh, video on YouTube. People have terrible taste. Right. Which is why we have this fucking Hobbs and Shaw movie. Yeah. It's like, he's a goddamn superhero. Yep. It looks so, like, it was, here's I'm the thing. I'm so though. fucking here's the excited. Thing. I was so just flummoxed by that trailer. I almost watched it a second time just to try and get a better grasp what the hell was happening. And then I realized, no, then I become part of the problem. Then I help justify the fact they keep making these things by giving that YouTube trailer yet another view. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know already that you guys are going to drag me. Oh, yeah. To go see that movie. And I'm not going quietly. I am not going sober. I don't expect you to. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to see this movie sober. Like, Cameron, you know me. I don't smoke. I might have to get really fucking high before I go see that movie. Yeah, just, you know, just be quiet. <laughs> we, I wonder, do you think they're going to say family a lot in this one again? Are we going to get a lot I, of families I don't think and so. familiars? I, I mean, that's, go, that's like I mean, the staple of the main franchise. That, that's a Vin Diesel thing. I feel like he yeah. has that, like, in his contract, only he's allowed, like, you're only allowed to say family when he's in When the he's present? Yeah. I, um, I, I, <laughs> that does make me sad, though, because that was the best part about watching 8, was the three of us literally counting how many times yes. they said I could feel the anger from the people around us. We had spasms in our seats every time they said family. Oh, I said it again. And every one of us had a different number, which I thought was <laughs> the best part, is we made up families. I think it was 15, I think was the final. I think so, and I think I was at like 19 for some reason. Yeah, we did a whole over-under. Yeah. It, I think we were all still under i think none of us actually were that none close. of us none of us hit it yeah no, we all missed it i don't know i'm so upset that that movie exists I'm it's so gonna upset. be fucking terrible uh but we had other news we had better news we did have a, we had a, so that's thing, a lot of stuff happened mm-hmm. um over the course of this last week we basically had the potential for an animated batman beyond movie mm-hmm. and there's even where some, will friedel said he's totally down to to be a part of it yeah but i also read that they were when this was still considered a real possibility, which I guess it might still it, be. It's still, it still is technically a rumor. Like yeah, nothing has been confirmed. There was also leaked concept art. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Uh, yes, but I, I don't go off of concept art at all. But I think... Really, what... because like, I've seen concept art for fucking Roger Rabbit 2 and Space Jam 2, and I've, like, concept art doesn't necessarily well, confirm a movie. No, it does not. All it does tell us is that... I mean, it looked like it was it's officially past, from like, yeah, Warner's one. animation group that it was something they were considering. Yeah. Um, but I did read that they were considering casting an Asian American actor. Okay. Which is actually because I've always wanted to make a Batman Beyond movie, and that mm-hmm. was always been a cornerstone for me was to make Terry Asian American. Mm-hmm. I always wanted that. But did you see the the, the art? I believe so. I mean, it's kind of cool looking, and it, it. I think what made me not super excited about this is one, DC is so inconsistent. We never actually know what we're going to get with them. Um, but the other thing was, it felt like just a real obvious attempt to rip off a better franchise with Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. It's like DC once again being like, oh shit, like we're behind the eight ball on this. Uh, quick, 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 give us something. We need something. And I just don't, I don't want that to be what it is. But that means we might get the Adam West Batman come back. I mean, he's dead. I know, but we're not getting Batverse. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. I mean, I would that be, was just the response. Just I would do the be, exact same thing with Batman. I'd be all for it. I think it'd be highly entertaining. Especially think. if we got all of the every '90s Batman was their own Batman. 
Oh, yeah. That mm. could be pretty entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. I, if they're going to do this, I want them to do it right. And also, we've already had a Batman Beyond cartoon. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to give us a reason to get excited about it, it kind of has to be live action. But I don't I mean, from your perspective, if they do that, it would have to be heavily CGI. So would you rather see it live action with a heavily CGI Gotham City or animation? If, I, if it was animation, my only thing would be not give it to the direct-to-video team. Like yeah, if they're making I don't think this, they I were. want it to be a feature. Yeah, I don't. Film. I don't think that was ever the plan. I think it was going to be full on. Whenever, whenever I hear animated DC, I just think it's going to them. And uh, I don't. I don't think I told you. This. I watched Reign of Superman over the weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, we we've said it a million times. We're going to say it a million times more. They, you know, we're just not interested in what they're doing anymore. No, not really. I'm, I'm way behind. I need to catch up on that stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about how I'm like not excited about Hush even now because it looks like it's me setting that same yeah. 52 verse sort of thing. If they do the long Halloween and they do we it, did get, sorry, well, we did get the mullet though. We did. They didn't have the, they didn't have the super mullet. Okay, thank God. Yeah. They have, you have to have the super mullet. Yeah. That's what the point otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if, I guess if they did Batman Beyond and went through an actual real Warner's animation group, which mm-hmm. they do, they generally do pretty good stuff like their full theatrical team mm-hmm. they do all the lego movies so they're pretty good yeah maybe but again I'd, I'd still rather see them do it in live action and if they need like i would rather just have them shoot a lot of internationally like at this point the chinese box office is a huge part of making a film yeah it seems like batman beyond is a perfect excuse to go and film a fuckload of it in china like go and film it in hong kong shanghai like any of these like really modern beautiful gorgeous cities i think that would aesthetic would fit in perfectly mm-hmm do that. Can the story be? No, go do that, Cameron. Go, I'm going. Go, go I'm, down to the lot. I'm going. Knock on Mr. Warner's desk. Excuse me, which one? I don't know. They're both Brother dead. one or brother two. I don't know. Go knock on their grave. <laughs> Excuse me, Animaniac? Wacko Yak. I'm sure dogs. there's a big red phone sitting next to their, their corpses. Give me Batman. <laughs> no, here, this, the story that I want is... Uh, just like completely stab at Disney mm-hmm. is they're opening a new theme park in Shanghai to model after Disney world or Disney Disneyland Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the jokers have, have like, uh, have gotten, yep. gotten control of I'm it. So on board. Yep. See, that'd uh, be entertaining. My other thing is I don't, I mean the, the concept art is mostly 3d. I don't No, It was still 2d. Oh, maybe I saw a different concept art then. Yeah, the stuff I saw was 2D. I okay. think one of them might be pulled because I tried looking it up again, and the other one um, was like him standing in front of the case of suits. But oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I'm I'm fine with this style. Like, if it, like this is um, a little more stylized than like Young Justice. Yeah. Um, but it would probably be something in the vein of Spider Verse. Yeah. Like it would probably be like a 3D, 2D sort mm-hmm. of hybrid thing. Um, but I mean, so that's a potential thing we got. We also got confirmation of the release date for the Batman. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dropping June 25th, 2021. So expect it early 2022. Right. Uh, no Batfleck. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. Like he, he's been one of the biggest do we disappointments. Do want to do speculation? We'll, we'll say that that could be a whole podcast. A whole, like a yeah. whole episode of just who we want and why. Oh, so many options. I mean, there was talk about Jake Gyllenhaal for a little bit there, but he's Mysterio now. I don't think it's going to be him. No. Plus, I mean, I think they're going really young. I think they're going even younger than... There was the, the name I saw thrown out this morning, which kind of caught me by surprise, was Robert Pattinson. 
And I'm like, that's weird. I can kind of see it. Mm-hmm. He's built a pretty damn good career for himself, actually, post-Twilight. Oh, hey, absolutely. Yeah. And this would um, be this would be the movie to just like really bring because he's he's kind of stuck to the indie world. Yeah. And kind of have to after that. But if he did this, like, I mean, no one would forget. No one forgets Twilight. Yeah. I could, I could kind of see it. I mean, yeah, we we could t- we could theorize for hours. Yeah. Like, this could only be a whole episode of just talking who we want as the new Batman. Who we not? Yeah. There there was um, is it Jack O'Connell? I feel like is a name I keep maybe seeing getting mentioned. Is that again? Is that what I was thinking of? I thought I read that somewhere. I don't know. Um, but that wasn't the only bit of DC EU news coming out these days. No. Um, did you something s- I was excited for finally? What? Or they got me excited. Which one? Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, the Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, first image in the teaser. Yeah. Um, not quite. What I was expecting, but I, I still had fun with it. You get, like little flashes of everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley still looks weird, and I'm still not super on board for her aesthetic. But she's away from the Joker, and it looks a little bit for now. A little bit, yeah, a little bit toned down. What I thought it was interesting is that when we saw, um, uh, yeah, Hugh McGregor Ewan. as Black Mask, he's just his normal, handsome, and he's like smiling. He like yeah. like looked handsome and charming and all of his other stuff. So I'm assuming over the course of the movie is when he's going to get scarred and mm-hmm. end up in the mask, which works. Um, like brief teases of Montoya and the Huntress and Black Canary. It all yeah. it all looks good. Everything I'm, I'm looked, excited for this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty solid. Yeah. So we, we got that. That looked good. We got confirmation that James Gunn is going to be directing a, essentially a reboot of Suicide Squad called yeah. The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Cause I guess that's what you do now when you're rebooting a really fresh franchise, <laughs> you just add a the on the front and all yeah. of a sudden it's a whole new the thing. The Batman. The Batman, The Suicide Squad. I mean. The look, Superman. Suicide Squad was terrible. Oh God. Actually, that one does work. Yeah. Like, Suicide Squad was awful. Is it... It's not the worst DCEU movie. That's got to be Justice League. I think that was the one that I was most excited for. Uh, that was the biggest letdown. Yeah, because we were like, oh, it's David Ayer. He's generally done good stuff. They've hopefully learned from their lessons. Mm-hmm. DC has all these great villains. They can lean into that. Something that Marvel can't do in the same yeah. way. And then it was a steaming pile of shit. Well, and also, like, I, I brought this up before. Uh my my former college professor oh, right, yeah. created Diablo from mm-hmm. the movie. And so he's he'd been hyping it for months yeah. on my on my Facebook feed and telling everyone like he's so like honored to be part of this. He's so proud of what they're making. And then I saw it and was like, oh like, god. The beginning was kind of fun. I mean Diablo's it, part was was clearly the best part of the film. So yeah, I understand why my it was. professor was so excited about it. Yeah, he was well he was, he was really well done. In it. He was the only good character in the whole thing. Like there there were parts that I enjoyed. Like I liked the the intro montage. They like jump from person to person mm-hmm. and give them their own little like sequence. And I mean it was just like a rapid fire list of good songs, but like that parts of it was fun and then it just got terrible in the end. Yeah. So so terrible. But I mean why why do we keep getting excited for these things though? We we were just saying about how like we're, we have high hopes for all these movies. They will inevitably let us down. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we, even we, Aquaman was fine. Yeah. Huh. It's the most movie movie ever. Yeah. It was fine. It's the movie, the movie. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we had those new, those bits of news. Um, do you have anything else? I have one more. No, go ahead. I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you read the series, but the, it had been teased for me for a while. I read the first two issues. Uh, but FX is doing a Why the Last Man series. 
uh, which I'm super excited for. I hope I hope they keep it to like a limited series. Um, but it's a great, have you read the comic? I have not. I've been told many times that I should. It's good. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. So it's just him. It's the worst teaser image it's, ever. It's not great. So it's, it's, it's Yorick, right? Yorick's the character's name? I believe so. Yeah. Why? Him in a very unbreakable David Dunn style, like raincoat, mm-hmm. walking down a street littered with dead men. Yes. And then he's carrying a cat carrier, presumably with the monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know the the synopsis of the comic? Yes, I do, but go ahead and share for the audience. Okay. Um, uh, night passes, and all of the men and all the male creatures in the world uh, die simultaneously, except mm-hmm. for our main character and his pet monkey. Yeah. Uh, and so it's his kind of cross-country adventure through this now female land uh, to get to his mother. Because she's some <gasps> she's some political officer. Diane Lane plays the mom. I okay. love Diane Lane. Oh my god, Emojin Poots. Poots is in it. Poots. Emojin Poots. Emojin Poots. She's an actress. I know the singer. Emojin Heaps. What is that? You know, you know, she she did that much you say song. Sorry, continue. I don't know. Can you? No, can't do any more than that. You know the song. <laughs> I don't it's, know it's, the song. It's famous. There was a whole SNL bit around the song. Well, that's why I don't watch SNL now, do I? It from years ago. So I still don't watch it. No, this is Emojin Poots. She was in Need for Speed. Not that the other of us saw that. She was in this Ooh. really weird but really good movie called Filth. Oh, she's in the awkward moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot. Okay. Um, she's gonna be in it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, How do you not know Emojin Heap? You you know the song. Emojin Heap. Yes, H-E-A-P. Um, okay. Uh, she also did the soundtrack to uh, the Cursed Child Broadway show, which is great. Um, That's all the news I have. Are we ready? Are we finally ready to talk Batman? Yeah, I think we're ready. I think we're ready to <laughs> casually stroll into Batman here. So uh, we got payback. We do. This week. Um, it's fine. It, as you pointed out, it's Next basically ju- it's basically just lockup. <laughs> yes. Again, kind of. But now with a bullwhip. But now with that sweet laser bullwhip. Yeah. And because I've seen all these before, so they always vaguely come back to me. And so as I was watching it, I guessed or I vaguely recalled the actual outcome after the red herring happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always have to talk about a good red herring. Oh, I mean, how's the red herring in this for you, Cameron? I. It was a little hand-fisted because I knew immediately it was the kid. How'd you know it was the kid? Did you read like... No, I just, you know, when when he was like... When they I bothered wanted... to introduce him? Hmm? They like dedicated a good like 30 seconds of screen time to this child? It was, it was the fact that the kid was like, hey, let's go hang out tonight, dad. And he's yeah. like, no, I got to work with my patients. I'm like, oh, it's the kid. No, I don't like you, son. Mm-hmm. Well, because I knew it wasn't going to be the... the uh, the main The doctor. Yeah, the, yeah, the therapist guy because he just clue didn't look the part. Yeah, he didn't... He didn't I mean, he cared enough, but I don't think he, that was his solution. Yeah. Uh, All right. There's seeing, a plot. Yeah. Seeing the big guy, <laughs> I knew like that's, he's too big. It's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and also the way the, the, uh, when he was dressed as payback, the way the character talked was very childish. Yes. So my guess before even seeing the, the, the center mm-hmm. was, it was going to be another, it was going to be a teenager or a kid. Another kid. Yeah. So basically the, the he has too much respect for Batman. Too, too Yeah, that's part of it. So yeah, so the the opening scene is 
there's this there is we're in some sort of store the most weirdly decorated store ever it's decorated like a planet hollywood in there with like a cab hanging from the ceiling i assume it's like a like a futuristic uh pawn shop also, what's weird is they have cash. Like, we've established I, in this universe. Yes, you have that note, Yes, too? I was like, like, why are there cash and gold bars? <laughs> yeah, we established in this universe that all money transactions happen on basically like cash cards. Mm-hmm. Why is there cash in there? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Why are there gold bars in there? I think those are the cash cards. Those weren't gold bars. Oh, okay. No, there's not, like, blocks of gold bullion I, sitting in this random saw. retail store that, in the I middle of it. trashy-ass Gotham. And I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> but it's so... The boss of the store is basically telling his like high school student employee like, oh, you thought your shift was done. But guess what? You got overtime. Scoot on back here and keep working, son. Mm-hmm. And then payback shows up and starts trashing the place. And he specifically is getting after the boss because he's being shit to his employees. And I guess payback has been going on this campaign of going around town and punishing like parents or employees or anyone teachers, teachers yeah. anyone who's giving kids and teenagers yeah. a hard time. Any any figure of authority. Yes. And all of the attacks are connected to this youth counseling center. Mm-hmm. Youths. Um, yeah, and so always the youths. <laughs> Goddamn youths. It's youths. Did you so as soon as it became clear what the whole scheme was that someone is going after people who are abusive to their their charges, like their minor charges. Mm-hmm. Did you automatically go, well, clearly Bruce is going to get attacked in this episode. Yeah. You could just see where that was going. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty, pretty heavily telegraphed. Mm-hmm. But so we go to the center and we meet Howard, who is the, the build of payback. Cause payback's tall. He's really tall. Yeah. He's, he, he's like a mountain man. He's almost the size of, uh, Ace, the robot from the mm-hmm. Royal Flush Gang. I, I mean, it looks like they just took that character sheet and just, yeah. And then, but like, drew a, over it, drew a face like, on it. There's some like vaguely phantasm esque elements because he's kind of got this like ragged hood thing happening. It, do you like the design of Payback? It's it's generic. It's very generic. Yeah, yeah. nothing about it. Like it, it wasn't because like the next episode we have Sheik or Shriek. Yeah, and Shriek's look is is probably the best in this series. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it. I think it most closely reflects the aesthetic of that gotham yes more than anyone like 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 neo-futurism has a look and i feel like the rest of these are just too they're too minimal yeah or they're just completely off the beat yeah like spellbinder spellbinder is kind of fun Mm -hmm. with the swirling kind of pattern thing and it fits his mo yeah especially for being a a more uh mind-based yeah but also it's just a bodysuit like there's no there's no texture or shape to it and then Blight's also just a radioactive dude. Yeah. Ink is fairly Ink's pretty good. Ink's pretty good. I, like, I, like, I mean, yeah, she can be whatever she wants. Yeah, I'd say she's a... Because a, mm. everyone can be what they want, Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the lesson Let's I learned. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> it's not just Ink can be what she wants. You, the listener, you can be what you want, all right? Don't let society keep you down. Don't fall into the lockstep of society's expectations. Tell us what you want to be. <laughs> Write to us at Tim Talk Pod. No, don't even do that. Just Because be we're telling you to do that. Do what you want. If you want to write in to us at Tim Talk Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Gmail, you're more than welcome to. And if you refuse, write to Cameron. Yeah. And tell him that you don't want to be whatever you want to be. I would I would love the messages. Um, but I was gonna say the Royal Flush Gang's got a good look too. They do. Yeah. I'd say they're number two for me. I'd say it's uh, it's Shriek, 
Royal Flush. I mean, every Inc. iteration of. I mean, that one's not really fair because we've had we had Royal Flush before. No, we didn't. Was it created in Batman Beyond? Well, no, we had it from the comics. Okay. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. thought you meant that we got them later again in jail, in JLU. No, no, no. I'm just saying there was a look for them already. Okay, that's true. They were original characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine, I can see. I'm, I'm talking just. You know what I want to be today, Cameron? Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Guess what? You are. You, you achieved <laughs> your did, goal. I did. I achieved my life goal. Yeah. <laughs> Being wrong on the podcast. It's bound to happen eventually. Um, but yeah, so we meet the obvious red herring, uh, and then Terry hacks into the, the lead counselor there, his computer. I feel like their hacking software should avoid all references to bats. Right. Like it pops up on the screen in massive letters connecting to bat cave. And then it comes in the to, bat signal. Like while it's happening, there's basically a screensaver of the bat logo. And you're like, this seems I mean, when, when really conspicuous in, in young justice, when Robin does it, I feel like that was his intention. Yeah. Cause when, yeah, yeah. And young justice and young Justice when Robin hacks, like it's a, it's a Robin chibi. Yeah. laughing at you which is great and like yeah. it shakes red until it goes green it's mm-hmm. fantastic I get that. that's intentional this is just like a bruce yeah it's like they already know <laughs> no one else has this power <laughs> how obvious do you want to be about this mm-hmm. um but you've got bat mail you've got <laughs> i don't know why that got me so much because <laughs> it's, it's just it's just the right time uh so yeah so terry um, terry gets knocked out and then goes back for an er, no then he attacks the the red herring yeah he assumes and destroys it's, it's his apartment. yeah the guy's just an artist yeah he's just using his laser whip to make weird like kind of raw doll-esque yeah, I mean, statues. yeah abstract metal statues yeah they're kind of creepy well there's actually a, a whole art series like that actually kind of exists in that look uh, because there were a few, they're all over the world because it's one artist made thousands of them. Okay. But it's a cutout. It's a silhouette cutout of a working person. Uh, and they, they're Holocaust pieces. Oh, interesting. And so he made thousand and they were all tagged. They're all jet black metal. Mm-hmm. And the only color is the, the, um, their ID number. Oh, is, is, oh wow. Is, uh, yeah. Inked in. And, at, in, in Dallas, there were three of them. They were all connected, and so when one moved, it caused the other one to move, which caused the third one to move, which caused the first one to move. So it was a perpetual motion. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, and they're gorgeous. I've seen probably thirty or forty of them around around the U.S. Do you know the name of the artist? I do not. Okay, be very careful to look that up. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of those. Oh, okay. So this guy's doing something in a similar vein, but like very colorful. Yes. Instead. Poor guy. He just wants to make his I art. Know. And Batman has to come and trash his place and basically just goes. Spends uh, all day watching over this kid. I know. And comes home, going to do, going to work his on my art. place gets trashed. Batman's like, uh, sorry. Yeah. And then flies yeah, that's off. The thing. I'm like, you're not going to like compensate him for anything. Like he could sue you. He should sue you. He should. He's too nice of a guy. He is. He's just such a nice guy. Yeah. So then Terry kind of learns his lesson and Bruce gives him a lot of shit. Be like, you ran off half cocked. You should have done your research. We're going to do it my way and it was after the red herring reveal that i vaguely recalled that whole thing like oh i think it's like a kid controlling a robot because they also showed the kid doing like a vr game yeah like that was kind of like a setup for that whole thing well no it was when they said the kid was like oh and here's my other genius i'm like oh yeah it's the kid <laughs> oh it's gotta be the it's, kid it's got it's the kid yeah so the then kid. that so okay then payback shows up and he just attacks some guy driving around with his girlfriend and i think he's like the ex 
ex-boyfriend of one of the girls in counseling. Yes, yes. When we first meet the counseling group, yeah, she's complaining that her yeah. boyfriend had cheated on her again. So, but here's the weird thing. And then that very vocal guy who's also on the bench with them. Oh, who yeah. always has to voice his opinion. God, someone's always going to be talking too much in group therapy. Yeah. You bastard. But what I... Get a podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Your, your voice doesn't matter unless it's behind a microphone. That's so true. Yeah. Do you have people asking you questions now about how to podcast? No, because I don't tell people I have a podcast. Oh, okay. Like, everyone at work knows. So, like, a friend of mine is also starting a new podcast. They're really good. I listened to the first one, but she's like, wanted to ask me questions about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could talk about this for days. Yeah. No, I, I get more questions on, like, how to market things. Oh, okay. Because that's what I'm Because you do none of the marketing for the podcast. But I know how. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, okay, so anyways, Payback attacks the car. He, like, he, he basically is going to murder this guy. And also, I, what I presume is basically an innocent girl. I don't yeah. know if she knew that he was cheating on her, on yeah. the other girl. Like, she just thought she had met this cool, well, hopefully cool guy. But he attacks a car and sends it careening off a crevasse. Is that what a crevasse is? Oh, excuse me, I don't think so. Is that a crevasse? It's just a cliff. Is there a difference? Just say cliff, Chris. Just say cliff. I refuse. I refuse. Because isn't a crevasse an, an indent? Doesn't that mean it, it goes in? Am I thinking of a cravat? It's a cliff. It's just a cliff. I'm, I'm they drive up. the car off a cliff, which is caught by Batman. Hang on. Hang on. Well, okay, no, I'm still wrong. A crevasse is a deep open crack, especially in a gray glacier. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a cliff face. That's a, it's a crevice. No, is, a crevice is like your butt crack or like an armpit. Yes, a deep crack in ice. <laughs> I, I think you're, I think it's the, is it not the same word? It's a, no, it's crevice and crevasse are different words. Are, okay. Crevice is I-C-E. Here's where it gets ironic. Isn't oh, wait, hang on. Ironic? Shit, no. A narrow, a narrow opening or fissure, especially in a rock or wall. God damn it. I thought a cr- why don't you talk for a bit? I, I I would love to talk. So they drive off a cliff. The Batman, they, oh, clearly Batman saves them. He gets another fight. Uh, punches up. Payback. Starts a fire. Uh, the, the most convenient fire ever. Because that laser whip is... It can just, cut and can... It can only cut. And it never show like, doing any of the, like, concussing impact either. Mm-hmm. But when it needs to start a fire, it can. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, also... Batman puts out the fire by crashing the Batmobile into yes, it. Shouldn't that I thing have some that. fire suppressant built into it? I was I was ready for the water to come down. But yeah. And I was like, no, that's too heavy for it to just always be carrying. But like you would think he would have some sort of, you know, because like he throws those smoke pellets. Mm-hmm. Those pellets that basically just have fire retardant material in them. You would think the Batmobile could just dump that same material. Yeah. It's used in all kinds of emergency service situations. Why wouldn't I don't know. My thing is, like, it's, it's the same thing with every... Um, kind of aspiring vigilante or anti-hero is when they get in these situations, because it's almost always a fire in Batman's case, how they never try and stop the fire. Like, they're never trying to plead their case of like, no, I'm I'm still good. Like, yeah. I still want to do good for this city. Yeah, let me help put out this fire real quick. My yeah. bad. Yeah, because like, if he would have, you know, just kind of like a, hey, time out. This is like, there's a fucking orphanage up there. We got to stop this fire. Yeah. I'm like, Batman be like, okay, yeah, let's stop this fire. Mm-hmm. And they put out, and then he disappears. And he's like, fuck, now I have a, you know, now I have to, like, 
think about this. It's yeah. not it's not a clear cut black and white situation. We're like, this guy does have good in him. Yeah, but no, they're all they're all buttholes. He, yeah. he tries to murder teenagers and then he starts fires and he runs away. Yeah. Um, and then we, we go back to the counseling center because Bruce is like, okay, now we're definitely doing this my way. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, teeing up like a, a sting, a trap. Um, this is also the first time I realized that all the sessions are being videotaped, apparently. Did you notice that initially? Uh, I, I did. I noticed the back screen when they went to the side room. Yeah. I didn't realize the giant screen in front of them. I feel like that wasn't in the beginning of the episode. I don't think we saw that angle or maybe, if we did maybe the screen is already off maybe yeah because as i'm watching this i'm like this seems like a really bad idea like no one should be videotaping any sort of therapy session even if it's a group session yeah that just seems like it, i mean my my bigger thing is like the recording's fine the thing that is weird for me is, is it oh well, i mean the bigger thing for me is the giant screen of you talking to yeah, yourself that's true you have to like I look like at yourself me. yeah that, you have to that would look, make me more intimidated look at your own face as you're unveiling, like revealing very personal things. Yeah. When you're just like digging your trauma out of your own personal mental crevice. Crevasse. <laughs> Come on, Chris. <laughs> when you're digging it out of a giant cliff. <laughs> um, so yeah. Terry goes and complains about Bruce. Uh, and then there's a, a grand opening of the Veerland hotel. Vreeland. Vreeland hotel. Mm-hmm. The crevasse hotel. <laughs> uh, and Bruce is there to to you know be yes to be, to to be famous support his his good friends, mm-hmm. um, and then of course payback shows up to take him out. And what I love is he makes some comment about like oh like I'm your worst nightmare. And Bruce, you don't is, even know what my yeah, nightmares you have are. No idea what my nightmares are like. Mm-hmm. Such a good line. God, Kevin Conroy, he's so good. I was, as old Bruce. I was honestly more upset about because like this is the grand opening of this hotel. And whenever they broke something, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's the great opening. It's the great opening. Like, they chop an elevator in half. Yeah. They literally cut a section out one of, like, the low bearing walls. And that's fucking expensive. And the whole thing, just makes the whole thing come down, pretty much? I don't, I think it was just, like, that floor. It, okay, it's like a big section. Because I was also that, really worried. I'm like, oh, no, not the whole hotel. Well, imagine if you take a chunk out of a load bearing column in a hotel like that, how do you even repair that? Yeah, exactly. Like, the whole thing is that it's designed... It's probably, well, I don't know what building materials going to be like in the future, but generally, like, if it's a tall thing like that, it's concrete, because concrete's, wait, let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, concrete's good in compression, but not in um, tension. Not suppression. Not suppression. Yeah, so concrete's good in compression, so it's used, that's why, like, it's used to hold those big heavy weights. If you pull that out, the whole point is it has to be essentially one solid piece of concrete, or, like, sections of it stacked maybe on top of each other, but it loses its structural integrity if you have to re a section it doesn't work yeah the whole yeah. thing's got to come down now <laughs> they gotta start from scratch See, this is the important thing we should be talking about here the like unrecognized collateral damage of our villains last yes. week it was taking out the entire hall of records this week that whole hotel's got to go mm-hmm. well they've, they even kid. made a joke about that in the very beginning when he first attacks the, the fancy pawn shop mm-hmm. and the owner is like Hey, couldn't you have fought him outside? Oh yeah, what a, like fuck you, what man. Dickhole that guy. Yeah, is. get the fuck. If if I was Batman, I would have been like, all right, I'm out, and just like blown another hole in the wall to leave. Peace. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the whole place comes down. We of course realize that it's actually the kid inside of a mech suit, mm-hmm. and he's getting arrested. That seemed a yeah. bit much. Uh, one, he was getting arrested, and the dad wasn't going with him initially. Yeah, the dad's like, oh, Bruce man. Bruce had to convince the dad I, to go with the kid. I really messed up on this one. I really should have spent more time with him. Like, right now, yeah. while he's, he's getting arrested. Eight. You also, have time. Maybe call a lawyer? You thought maybe. about doing that? Yeah. I feel like you're 
not as responsible, but a little bit responsible yeah. for this. I mean, they're probably not going to try him as an adult. But no. that, I mean, that being said, he caused a lot of collateral damage. And there were at least two cases of attempted murder. Well, uh, more than that, because we saw a list of the the attacks already done. Yeah. Before so, he before Batman. Yeah. Him. So there were like seven other cases. So several assaults. Yes. Like premeditated assaults. Two attempted murders. Um, millions of dollars, if not more, in property damage. He might. He just wanted to spend time with his dad, Chris. What a noble thing. He was doing this so his dad didn't have to work anymore. (laughs) That's true. That was just that. Like this is the dad's guess. The dad's like, oh, maybe he figured if he cured all of my patients, I would have time for him. Yeah. Also, the kid has a really weird sense of what curing means. I mean, I guess he's a child. Yeah. Supposed to be a genius, though. Well, I mean, from from his perspective, that that's the logical sense of like. My dad has my dad doesn't have time for me because patients have problems. Solution: solve patient problems, problems and all of a sudden, as fast as possible. Good to go. Yes. Mm. He's an idiot. He's a kid. Yeah, but he's an idiot kid. He's a dumb kid. He probably knows the difference between crevice and crevasse. <laughs> a crevice or a crevasse? Yes. Or a cravat? Or ah, fuck you. I'm much more excited to talk about Where's Terry. Yeah. Do you have any, um, anything else you want to talk about with, with absolutely Paycheck? Absolutely not. Payback? <laughs> with Paycheck? Paycheck. <laughs> the, great, the great early 2000s film with, uh, let's see, Ben Affleck and Aaron Eckhart. Never saw it. It was not particularly good. <clears throat> I know. Blank I think Check. Uma Thurman was in there, too. Oh, Blank, Blank Check is great. Blank Check is amazing. Oh, the great Miguel Ferrer. I, I don't know anyone in that movie. Okay, I'm so amazed anyone in that the movie. Bad guy, the bad guy, the bad guy, Miguel Ferrer. Okay, uh, he's also the voice of Vandal Savage in Young Justice. Oh, okay. he's a prolific voice actor. He's in tons and tons of stuff. He Good was the voice him. of Weather Wizard in the uh, Superman Flash crossover episode. Nice Speed Demons. He was the evil vice president in Iron Man three. Um, he's he's a bad guy in everything. Was anyone else in that movie? Anyone else no. not worthy in that movie? <laughs> no one was in that movie, Chris. No, that movie did not do well. I'm going to look this up. I love that movie. I love kid. that movie, too. It's also crazy to think how far a million dollars went back then. Because that's all he gets. Yeah. He gets a million dollars. And he gets and a he, mansion. He buys a huge mansion. I mean, it's a down payment. Um. Well, no. I mean, he would have probably had to pay in cash. Because otherwise, they would have had to give him a mortgage. You'd have to prove income. That's true. So, I'm pretty sure it was I a mean, cash payment. My income is I find blank checks on the ground. <laughs> But like, yeah, he, he every pays. month or so, I I get hit by a fan, by a rich person. He drops me a blank check, and it's going my way. Who else was in blank check? I'm, I feel like there was one other. I don't think anyone that I don't think that movie existed. Chris. Noteworthy person. Wait, was that the same kid who was in um, First Kid? Is that the same actor? I don't think so. Um, God, nineteen ninety four. Brian Bonsall. Oh, James Ribhorn. Ribhorn was the dad. Okay. He very also a very prolific character actor. You remember Independence Day? He was like the the, the Weasley, I think, Secretary of Defense. Okay. Um, he's in everything. National Treasure, former National. He was treasure. not oh. in National Treasure. Yeah, he totally was National Treasure. Jam- oh, and also Miguel Ferrer. He was not in Ma- National. Treasure. Oh no, he was not. Actually, he may have been. Oh, Miguel Ferrer died too. So sad. Oh, and then Michael Lerner was in it. Michael Lerner is the owner of the publishing company in elf okay yes see look at look at all these fantastic character actors who were in the great movie blank check um also i'm looking up the guy the main actor um he was in a short called slaughter no sorry sorry slossages 
in 2018. And oh, he had a whole bunch of stuff in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Playing there was literally a 14, 24 year gap. Yeah, that's not particularly good. But he had, he had a lot of stuff in the late 80s. He's in Family Ties. Yeah. Oh, he's one of, the, one of the main guys, I think. Wait, wait. then who was the actor in First Kid? You saw First Kid, right? With the Sinbad? Sin, the Sinbad uh, vehicle, First Kid? I don't think I've seen First Kid. Where Sinbad is uh, a Secret Service agent to the president, and he gets demoted because he like jumps the wrong way during a, a supposed assassination attempt. And so he gets demoted to take care of the, the first child mm-hmm. who's that actor uh brock pierce yes brock pierce I, I pulled him up he was in little big league mighty ducks oh mighty ducks mm. uh, um in the lost tomb not acted TV since movie. 97 well maybe it's for the best three wishes ripper man mm. oh he played young gordon gordon bombay the mighty ducks okay he played the young version of Emilio Estevez. Okay. Mm. Oh, should we talk about? <laughs> should we talk about Batman? Where's Terry? Let's talk. Where is Terry? Where Where did he go? Question. I I'm gonna be honest. I actually didn't like this episode. I hated this episode. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. I thought you were gonna say you liked it. No. I was gonna tell you you were wrong. No. But it's I, fine, Cameron. You can be whatever you want, especially wrong. Especially ink. <laughs> uh, no, this episode should have been a BTOS episode. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically, it's dangerously close to the Underdwellers. We even get, like, the random runaway kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about the Underdwellers. I'll, I'll refer to that. It should have been a new Batman episode well, where Bruce disappears and Nightwing has to go to the rogues gallery. And then ooh, he has to be like, because that's what I wanted. That would like, be much, when, much cooler. That's what I wanted Bruce to do. Like, his first step was, like, go to his rogues gallery. And I'm like, yeah. oh, but he doesn't have one. He doesn't have the same, yeah, Rolodex or rogues gallery. Yeah. They're also not stashed in centralized place because arkham's long since closed mm-hmm. and also half of them are dead because terry yeah. kills all of them exactly so like i like imagine this episode we'll, we'll talk about this episode first then we'll talk about my well my again thoughts. my very very first complaint huge complaint right from the beginning is terry took a night off no i'm fine with that he needs a night off every once in a while no because they get out of the movie theater mm-hmm. and the marquee says casablanca so i was automatically super excited because you know casablanca my favorite film of all time yeah and then I like went, oh, like, what else did it say? So I did a rewind. I looked at it. And the fucking marquee. So it says Casablanca. And it says Bogart. And then it says Bacall. Lauren Bacall was not in Casablanca. <laughs> all right. Ingrid Bergman was in Casablanca. <laughs> now, admittedly, like Bogart Bacall, they were married. That's like the famous pairing. They had a whole bunch of movies together. But she wasn't in that goddamn movie. What the fuck? I'm sorry. I'm sorry they hurt you so hard. This is so I'm much. still mad about this. You should be. Yes. That That's painful. Yes. That's like playing three seconds of SpongeBob during a Super Bowl. <laughs> Who would do such a monstrous thing? What act? monster would, would have the audacity to do such a thing? No, I think what it came down to is even, Mar- <laughs> sorry, even SpongeBob did not want to do the Super Bowl this year. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I was immediately upset about that. Also, was the Majestic Theater a thing? Because they get out of the Majestic Theater. Was that... Was that like where Bruce's parents were killed? Potentially. I mean, it, I think it kind of changes per origin story, per retelling. I'm, I'm looking it up. I think there's an L.A. theater called The Majestic. Well, there's also that film, The Majestic, with uh, Jim Carrey. Never saw it. Neither did I. Um, Majestic Cinemas. Oh, no, that's like an actual movie theater playing the Lego Batman movie. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's in L.A., isn't it? It might be. 
Um, Anywho. So they go on a date, and then Terry sees a sketchy person in the subway, follows him, and then it jumps the next morning, and everyone, he's missing. Yeah. See, I like this setup. Me too. I like this setup a lot. It's a great setup. And I think it could work in... If Terry wasn't in the episode. Um, yeah, he has to be gone like, the entire thing. Yes. Like, I think it had to actually really focus on, like you said, it had to focus on Bruce and Max. I thought that was a cool pairing, too. Mm-hmm. They finally had to, like, work together to go off and find him. The problem was, as soon as it becomes clear that Terry's missing, they cut to him trapped in, under a bunch of rubble in the subway. Yeah. And it loses all of its mystery. Like, the whole thing should have hung on the mystery. You can sustain that mystery for, what, the 15-minute runtime that he wouldn't be in the episode? Maybe yeah. 12 minutes? Like, when, when Bruce comes to Max's door, I was so excited. Yeah, same. I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. Like, they hate each other. Well, they don't even know each other. Yeah. Which is part of why it makes it so good. Well, Bruce just, I mean, that's his natural instinct, is hate. Yes, of course. He doesn't want to be around anybody ever. Especially teenagers. God, youths! Especially teenagers who think they know everything, which that's is true. Nice. Arrogant youths. Yes. But also, why do they just look at security camera footage? Yeah. Like, that, wouldn't that have been, like, the dead giveaway? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have Terry to go in and use the, put the <laughs> bat signal thing in there. True. They got caught last time. Yeah. They had to cancel the service. Um, yeah, I was really looking forward to like a good Max Bruce episode. Mm-hmm. They just didn't pay off on it. Especially when when uh, they're walking down the street and he's like, "Go home." He says, "Make me." And then without just, even with Bruce not even looking, she like jumps back. Yeah, just like, waiting for something oh, to happen. What did I just do? <laughs> it's like we get we do get kind of a fun moment of badassery, like because they go to the subway and oh, there's also no fighting in this episode. Very, very, very brief at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because so, yeah, Terry's under a bunch of rubble and he comes across this kid named Dak. Who's just the biggest piece of shit. He's just like this really obnoxious runaway kid who like, he wants to be a villain. He wants to be like Blight or Spellbind or one of those. And like, you can see where the plot's going with it. It's super dumb. Yeah. But, um, so we know that Terry's down there and Shriek has been hiding out in the subways. And I guess they heard Batman coming. So he just blindly sent a shockwave down the tunnel that like knocked Terry into some rubble, which again, I mean, he gets beat up a lot by really pathetic things. Like even the last episode guys ass handed to him by the red herring by Howard. Yeah. And this one you expect if he actually goes missing, this is the first time he's legitimately gone missing that he didn't come back from a mission. You expect the stakes to be pretty high. Yeah. And they are the lowest they've ever been. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, it was really cool to see Shriek shoot the sonic blast. Because mm. like spun around the cave. Yeah, it like bounced around. Like, that was awesome. That was kind of cool. I wanted to see more of that. Because that looked so cool. Yeah, that would have been... They blew their budget on that. They, <laughs> all of it went to that. But so, no one has seen Terry. So then Max, or Bruce comes... To Max is looking. Yes. They go off together and they're in the subway and he asks her, oh, have you seen anything? She's like, no. He's like, then what good are you? But then she spots Terry's backpack. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's Terry's backpack. And so then Bruce, for whatever reason, follows the gang. So it's the Red Tees who were only in one other episode. It was yeah. the, the um, I think it was Joyride when the Joker stole mm-hmm. the, the military Yeah, we were in there, the rival gang. Yeah. Like, this is the only other appearance. But so he follows them to their like hideout, which is just some random old abandoned building they're playing cards in. And the one kind of fun thing is he goes in and he tries to intimidate him, but it doesn't pay off. So then Max shows up and kind of tricks them into letting Bruce up. Mm-hmm. That was all kind of fun. Yeah. To kind of see both their strengths. Yeah. And then when 
Bruce I knocks out. I just want out. Bruce to just beat the shit out of him. Well, though. he did. He he did yeah, beat the crap I mean, out of all like, of them without being hit first. Yeah. Uh, but I do love it because then there's the one guy left and they still need to know where the backpack came from. So he's like, Max, can you please step outside for a moment? And just the the implication of his, whatever his interrogation technique is mm-hmm. now. And it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she even asks, are you sure? He's like, yes. Yes. Believe me. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, but one other little detail that I noticed, they don't follow through on is after max steps outside because she she fought some of them Mm -hmm. her hands are shaking when she goes to grab some gum and i thought they were gonna loop back around onto that of her kind of getting a chance to get really in the thick of it and still being overwhelmed and freaked out by it Mm -hmm. and maybe one to pull back a little bit because it's been a thing every time she gets really involved in the field Something goes awry. Yeah. So it's interesting. Because she's not great in the field. No, she's not. This is well established. She's terrible in the field. She like hides behind a shower curtain when Kurara is after her. So dumb. But I was just wanted to see something happen there. Like she, she's successful in her Mm -hmm. own way, but she had to get like, she had to fight. She had to get physical. And I wanted her to be upset about that. And Mm -hmm. they tease it and they didn't go anywhere with it. And I was disappointed by that. Or Bruce, maybe like comfort her or something. Or just, or because he wouldn't necessarily comfort her, but he would acknowledge it on some level. Yeah, like, if, if she tried to, like, grab a piece of gum uh, and, like, couldn't get the wrapper open, he would, like, go and open it for her. Or I would even think he would just look at it and be like, this life isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's lines. a little more Bruce. Yeah, because he wouldn't be... He'd su- just slap it out of her hand. Yeah, he wouldn't be supportive. He wouldn't be coddling, but he would kind of acknowledge her and also try to dissuade her from getting more involved. Yeah. Also, oh, my God, it is pouring outside yeah. holy shit it's, it's been off and on for a while has it no i'm just not paying attention mm-hmm. uh, i'm not not doing the recording but just today oh yeah no mm-hmm. i had to move in this rain on the yes. weekend it was terrible um anywho uh so they go back to the sewer no sorry the subway oh this is a great moment though i love this was yeah. amazing. i was so happy with this moment uh and just like that it's gone oh yeah it's like we're in fucking back to the future <laughs> yeah um okay. But yes. what, what happens in the... What was the moment, Cameron? I wanted, I was teeing you up to talk about it. Oh, my God. It was so fun. So, uh, Bruce and Max... Jesus. Nope, no, it's back. Oh, <laughs> Bruce and Max... You guys getting live weather updates? Yes. Uh, go down to the... Kind of the, the bottom subway station. Mm-hmm. Subway tunnel. It's under construction. Because of the damage caused by Shriek. Yes. And so, Bruce says, I'll distract them over here. You sneak away that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she's like, really? Yeah. Really? You yeah, trust they me? Trust, they, the trust is there yeah. finally. Uh, and so as uh, as she starts walking the other way, Bruce goes like, hey, what's that kid doing over there in your tunnel? Because he, he's asking them some questions about what the damage is. Like, oh, by the way, speaking of danger, should that young lady be going off down that tunnel? <laughs> like he, He's really hamming up the innocent card on yes, this one. He just completely threw her under the bus. And that and man I can still move, so though. Much. What? Like, as soon as they go after her, they turn around and Bruce is gone. Oh, he, he knows how to work the shadows still. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Um, so while all this is going on, we have that piece of shit kid. Oh yeah, and Terry are like pinned in a in a dead end tunnel. Yeah, and they he try he uses all of his explosives. Yeah, to blast away a section of wall that that's, has that's not powerful explosives because I didn't even get most of the wall. None of it makes sense. He pulls out s- six sticks of plastic explosives. He has explosive batterings. Yeah, well that's the other thing that doesn't make sense. He he puts the plastic explosive on the wall. Pulls out one of exploding batarangs, which those make a big boom. Yeah. And then he throws that at the 
the plastic explosive. Like you don't have a built-in detonator. Yeah. What are you doing with this? And mm-hmm. that's all of it. Yeah. It didn't make that big of a hole. Exactly. Like, and, and we it, find out that was a dead end. Cause there's a metal beam behind it. Yeah. But it creates enough of a damage to open up a, a gap in the ceiling, mm-hmm. a crevice of sorts. Yes. And or a crevasse, as some would say. <laughs> yes. As some might say, well, it's not a glazier Cameron. So it's not a crevasse. Excuse me. Get it right. So, but it wasn't a slight fracture. It was, it was a decent hole. That's true. It was a, it was a big old hole. It was a cliff. It was, it was a straight up cliff. It was a, up, it was a ceiling cliff. Yes. And he sends As death. Some would call it a ceiling cliff. Uh, and he just. Wouldn't that just be a wall? Wouldn't no. a ceiling cliff just be a wall? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and so he can't fit through the hole for some reason. Because I guess. Terry can't. Terry. Because that just, boy is so skinny. Lost I mean, he's broad shoulders. But yeah, he's he, he just lost the strength in that super suit to punch through. Yeah. Punch through. He punched through walls all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And like the, the ceiling's already cracked. Like he can actually get his arms up in there and he could literally just pull yeah that's what i was waiting for and it was so dumb but so he sends dak up there then dak gets captured immediately and he's a piece of shit he's a piece of shit and he gets like his redeeming moment because shriek is asking him where's batman is oh he's behind that wall which is all covered in condensation as we learned earlier that means the gotham river's behind it that means water's there water's there so shriek blasts it and the whole tunnel floods and then they all get like swept away and then dak is dangling from like some random piece of metal over an actual bottomless pit yes which you often find in subways. Mm-hmm. And what I love is that when Bruce, or excuse me, Terry just reaches for him and then he can't, the kid falls. So then Terry throws a bat rope and then dives in after him. You have jet boots. He can fly. You literally flew into that scene. Yeah. You can, you can fly everywhere. You are constantly using your jet boots to accelerate faster than someone falling. Yes. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. It's like they try and put a little variety in there, but all, all they needed was only one extra scene where it said like low battery. If they would have put that in, or just have him fly. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to explain what they already gave us. Okay, if they like, just had like he just looked actually, at his yeah, thing and right. was like you know five percent battery. Yeah, that would explain why he didn't have the strength to like tear through the wall yes. or to jer- that would have actually been a big improvement mm-hmm. yeah because as it is it's just really and that's, dumb that's 10 seconds you have to add you do it three times at the episode yeah where you you know he's under the rubble he looks and it was you know a, my, a malfunction yeah Problem uh, solved. and then in the with the explosives five percent uses the jet boots one percent yeah and then shriek shows up and then that would have added added tension at the end of like oh i'm out of juice i can't fight and then Shriek's there, and then Bruce comes in and just whacks him over the head. Yeah, he just clomps him on the noggin, yeah. and it's done. Mm-hmm. There's no biting. You hear that, Sonny? <laughs> just, it's so, and it's so lame. Like, you're right, there's no fight sequence, and then, like, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. It's just that, and then they're, they're able to restrain Shriek and his minion, voice by Michael Rosenbaum, yeah. and get them out of there, no problem. It's just, it's so, it's so, so dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm talking about this. This would have been such a fucking good new Batman episode. Yeah. Where Batman is missing and Nightwing and Barbara have to go around to the villains and just be like, did you catch him? Well, yeah. like, so it sets the episode I see. It sets up where where Bruce is just going out all night. It's almost like the the opening of, of a, a Nightfall. Yeah. Where he's just going after, like, every villain is attacking simultaneously. Mm-hmm. We had that joke before. There's the villain calendar in Arkham. Oh where, like, yeah! Everyone gets a, a specific day. Mm-hmm. They have and, to petition for a week. Yes, but then on 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 the magic February 29th, uh, 
everyone attacks at once. Yes. Every four years. <laughs> um, and so Bruce is out all night being like, you know, Poison Ivy's over here. I had to stop her. Penguin's doing this over here. I have to stop him. Joker's over here doing his thing. Croc's over here. Bane's back. Yeah. And they lose contact with him after one of them. Yeah, because that's not exactly the same as the opening of the Nightfall comic, but it's a similar thing. Where like he's out, He has to put everyone back in Arkham, and he's exhausted when Bane finally shows up and takes him out. But you're right, yeah. That would have been great if he just won't stop, and mm-hmm. then he just disappears. Because that would have been such a funny episode. Like, just imagining Nightwing going to the to the iceberg lounge being like, so I know, you know, uh, it, it's already like roughed up a little bit. It, uh, Penguin has everyone in the, like trying to clean it up to get, yeah. the, to get ready for the night's crowd. He has like an ice bag where his hat's supposed to be. He's like, I don't have time for you guys right now. Like I have a big crowd coming in tonight. And he's like, what, what, where did he go after, after you? Yeah. Actually that. And the great thing is you don't even have to have, have Batman going after all of them. You could just show the aftermath. Yes. Like, how fun would that be? That'd be be so funny. You just go from, like, crime scene to crime scene, and you just see the aftermath of the villains, and we never actually see what they did. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, like, maybe, I mean, maybe they do, like, brief flashback recaps, and we see bits and pieces of it, but just, like, walking into the scene and seeing the damage would be so much fun. I feel like the only recap would be Joker. It's like, Joker is in Arkham, and it's like, okay, what happened? He's like, oh, well, it started on the roller coaster. Yeah. And he's like, and then we made it to the Hall of Mirrors, my favorite. And then we did the the teacup ride, and then he got me some cotton candy. It'd be so I was like, good. Joker, like stay like stay on topic. Yeah, it'd be so so. And good. then find out Riddler is the one that caught him because it has to be Riddler. It has to be the Riddler. Good mm-hmm. old Riddler. Yeah, you're right. That would have been a and much then, like, better. Everyone episode. they talked to like left a clue. Yeah, and that was the like the answer to the riddle was like talk now. Because I feel like that's that been such a good episode. God you know, damn it, that's a that's a good episode. There, I feel like there have been more bad episodes this season yes the Batman Bond, there have been good ones and well, I mean, we lost blight and i think there's just not like as someone who makes the artwork there's not as many recurring villains this season yeah makes a lot more work for you mm-hmm. it's really rough Chris. <laughs> i know i know it's so much work um but you know it's also interesting but i didn't mean to come off petty that, that was just my explanation of why i know I there's know. so many villains there's so many one-off villains i don't worry i, I know you're not being petty mm-hmm. um but what I think is interesting is because I, I love this show. I mm. absolutely love it. I think it has one of the best concepts. But in terms of actual <laughs> concept, Spider-Man, Spider-Man it has a great <laughs> concept in the form of Spider-Man. But I think in terms of actual episodes, there are more misses than hits. Mm-hmm. And like I think we talked about that. I mean, this feels more like Superman. Yeah. It's not on the same level as Superman. I mean, Superman is almost entirely misses and the occasional hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think new Batman, I don't think new Batman has the best episodes, but I think it has I mean, the it's, most it's, good, ep- like in terms of n- quality per series, I think that's probably the highest. Oh, I think justice league. Oh, of course. I mean, just, of, of, I mean season we, one justice league. Yeah. Sorry. Of what we've watched. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But also, like, I don't think there's a miss in justice league, but also justice league has the advantage of just having more sophisticated, long form storytelling. Yes. So I'm, I'm still in the middle of rewatching young justice right now, I'm mm-hmm. about like halfway through season two. Okay. And as I'm watching, I'm realizing that one of the advantages that show has is long form storytelling and building and like actually having arcs and consequences and payoffs. Like one little detail I did like in this episode of Batman was he has a rebreather now. Mm-hmm. There was that one time when he was almost drowning when the suit got taken over. Yeah. And we were both wondering, how does that suit not have a built-in rebreather, considering how many times in the past Batman needed to have an underwater 
breathing system. So mm-hmm. how did that suit not have it? So we get that idea of like, oh, sometimes they do add things based on what happens in the mission. Because there could have been a new toy with the rebreather. Yeah, they could have been. But that's one, been. that's one of the things I love about Young Justice is that it really does build off of things mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't really happening here. This is still very much episodic storytelling. And it wasn't... Yeah. Even Justice League initially was mostly episodic. They were just two-part episodes. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't until the tail end of that and then into JLU when they got full-on um, serialized storytelling. Yeah. I mean, it was also a sign of the times, though, because... Now, we are we are in peak binge culture. Yeah, where it makes sense. I mean, you, you for cartoons especially, especially shows that are still on younger networks, younger directed networks, where you base. I mean, even look at Nickelodeon, thirty to forty percent of their content, daily content, is still SpongeBob reruns. It's crazy. It's hard to do reruns of Young Justice because you do have to have history yeah it's true like you you can yeah you you might not know who sphere is or why there's a wolf here now yeah but you you'll get over it and with with this like this was a show that could continue like you can still play reruns of this and that's actually a really good point that when this show was made this was still the era of syndication Mm -hmm. which i mean there's still a few shows that kind of fit that bill i feel like the big bang theory was kind of one of the last like old-fashioned, multi-cam studio comedies that was designed for syndication. You can just kind of pick up any episode wherever and it more or less still works. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Now that like we're much more in binge culture where when you go back to rewatch something, you rewatch it serialized. Mm-hmm. You don't just go and sit down to watch TBS and see what random rerun is on anymore. Yeah. And that's why I feel like um, channels need to take advantage of that idea. Yeah. And, and streaming services need to take advantage. Like, I enjoy binging the office mm-hmm. but i don't like there are times when i just want to I, I don't want to pick i, I don't want to i don't want to pick an episode you want to have it chosen for you yes yeah i want to turn on netflix have an option or whatever streaming service and it's like service a random button yes uh, a, a like yeah a syndication button yeah where it's just like give me a random show and that's also why like i feel like um they need to recreate the the lineups like, if we're in this stage, don't steal these ideas. Don't steal these ideas. Cartoon, cartoon. These are all trademarked ideas by me, Cameron Dexter. Like, I would, like, fans would fucking go crazy. if Because, I mean, Hulu did had their advertising a while ago of, like, we're bringing back ABC Fridays. They are? No, when they got Seinfeld, all their advertising was, like, we're bringing back... Well, that was NBC. NBC. They're, we're bringing back NBC. So it was lineup. NBC Thursdays. Okay. Was all of, like, their prime sitcoms. So mm-hmm. that was... I don't know how much overlap there was in these things, but we're talking Seinfeld, uh, Friends, like, Just Shoot Me, Mad About You. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, those other ones that just aren't coming to my mind right now, but... Maybe it was, maybe it was when they got Saved by the Bell, is what I'm thinking. Um, was, was Saved by the Bell part of, cause ABC had their Friday night lineup. Yes. There was Sabrina, Boy Meets World, um, My Brother's Keeper. I don't know if you remember that show at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I remember about that show is like, it's a dad and a son. It's very, actually very similar to Two and a Half Men kind of, but it's a dad and a son. And then the uncle who was like a wash up actor comes to live with him. And I, the only thing I remember about that show was they had a very special episode as was of the time. Yes. Where the washed up uncle actor uh, failed a drug test 
Oh shit. And it was this whole big deal. Like, Oh my God, you're doing drugs. Like it's such a bad example. It's time for the kid, blah, blah, blah. And then the twist at the end was they discovered that he had a poppy seed muffin. No, it wasn't that, but it was poppy seeds. He was eating bird seed. Like instead of oh like, God. he was thought the bird God seed was it. his cereal. <sighs> also, what was the, there was like, um, it was a genie show too. There was like a, a guy had a genie. Only and it was the 60s. The, no, well, yeah, but this was in the 90s because the mom, I think like the mom was replaced midway through and they replaced her with the original um, Marsha Brady. I don't remember this show. Okay. Uh, whatever you were talking about, keep talking yeah, about. Yeah, what, what I was I'm saying is like up. in this age of, of just like throwing nostalgia in our face, like if you recreated those Friday night lineups, uh, fans would go fucking crazy. Where you, you, I just click a link, I just click a button, and it's like, okay, we're gonna start at, you know, we're gonna start with this year when it was this lineup of like Boy Meets World and to Sabrina and to Say by the Bell and to, I don't know, whatever was after that. Uh, and that was just like a two hour block that it doesn't repeat, but like the shows kind of move in that block. So you watch a Boy Meets World episode, and then the next episode will be like two hours from then, will be your next Boy Meets World episode. Yeah, there was um, there was that website. I think it's down at this point, but basically had that where they would just mm-hmm. replay old Nick stuff, and they would have yes, all the commercials. I watched that and- all the fucking time. I'd go to sleep to that. That I had that on for probably like three months straight like, yeah. without ever closing the tab. Okay, wait. I was always afraid it was going away. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm looking it up here. Um, was it was it you wish? I don't know. That's a decom. Um, let's see. Two of a kind was that? Was two of a kind? No. Oh, that's Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. No. Okay. Um, oh, two guys are going to the pizza place. My God. Oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Early Ryan Reynolds. You wish an American. It's okay. Da, 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 da. I you wish was the 1990s version of I Dream of Genie. In this sitcom, a genie lives with the family um, instead of a single man. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Nathan Lawrence visit a, okay Aww. one of the Lawrence brothers one of the Lawrence brothers visit a rug shop where they meet the owner Madman Mustafa good old John Reese Davies uh, they buy a rug and they release a genie who has been in prison for two thousand years the genie's name was simply Genie this sounds odd um, Jerry Van Dyke was introduced in the third episode as the dad Teen Angel and then but they totally replaced. With Marsha at one point. Oh, it was a Michael Jacobs show. That makes sense. Okay. Of course it was. Yeah. So, but beyond that, uh, what you get to plug this week, my buddy? What did I plug? I, I watched a movie this week. I, ta- I talked to you about it earlier, but it blew me away. And I, I highly, highly, highly recommend everyone go see this film. It's called They Shall Never Grow Old. Oh, I so want to see it's this. It's the Peter Jackson World War One documentary. And I'm not one to usually plug historical things like this. <laughs> Uh, it's a little out of my wheelhouse. It's a good film, first <laughs> you're, off. You're not one to plug something where you can learn. Yeah, that's not me. Um, but, I mean, go see this movie. You, I, you don't have to see it in theaters, but just see this movie at some point. So you got to explain what makes it so special, though. No. <laughs> um, it, so it's, it's a technically a found footage movie. No, don't phrase it that way. <laughs> the it's found not, footage it's not documentary. How that, no, it's not how this works. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm it's gonna, on par with. I'm, I'm gonna tell it. I haven't seen it, but I want paranormal activity. I'm I'm gonna describe it. You you can describe it. So what's special about it is that in honor of the centennial 
of the end of World War One, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 1918. Yes. So Peter Jackson went through and dug up a bunch of archival yes. footage. He, he was archival by, footage is by, not quite the same um, thing. By the, the main... The British Museum or something yes, like that, right? Yeah, by the British Museum, funded yeah. by BBC. And it's yeah. like, do something with this. So they had this tons of old footage. And so he basically brought it into Weta. And then they went through and watched through all of it. It actually wasn't Weta. It was another company. Was Africa. it not Weta? It wasn't. It wasn't Weta. It's I another am, New Zealand company. I am shocked. Yeah. Shocked and mildly offended. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they went through and they like remastered the footage. Mm-hmm. They colorized it. They added sound effects mm-hmm. and they recorded dialogue yes. to basically mouth along to the the old footage. But, obviously, but there's not a lot of that because most of the dialogue are um, uh, oh, other people telling the sto- telling their right, stories. Right, of right, right. Because I think there was there's a whole bunch of interviews they used from like the 70s or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because uh, the longest part of the credits are the list of people interviews they use that's right the interviews yeah. there's dozens of people yeah it was like a, another project years ago they went and interviewed a bunch of world war one veterans mm-hmm. um but the idea and this is where i would hope you would take over describing things cameron oh yeah was that to make it as immersive as possible and yes. to give an audience a sense of what what it, what it would have been like to have been there during world war one it, it focuses a lot on trench on the trench warfare so mm-hmm. like living in the trenches yeah um and it's Peter Jackson, so after after the movie, if you see it in theaters, I don't know if they're doing this nationwide, but the theater I saw it at, there was a 30-minute after movie where Peter Jackson was talking about the whole process of making this. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's if you're, if you're like super nerdy about yeah, this that's stuff, gotta be interesting because I, I know a lot about this because of a Empire podcast interview that he did not okay. too long ago where he was talking about the process and it sounded fascinating. Yes, it is. So his his goal of this was not to show any specific perspective okay because the footage is from all across you know the the war went on for years it's from all through the years the stories are from everywhere everywhere down the trenches anywhere down the down the down the line of war um so his goal was to just give you the most generic war experience you could yeah like the the everyday man's Mm -hmm. life and then his point was like it didn't even have to be a british soldier like it could have been any like anyone could have been put in here. It could have been from the German side, mm-hmm. and because it, it's the same story, everyone has the same story. Yeah, um, and it's so good. the The funniest part of the after movie is him talking about how it was so hard to find footage for this, because you know back in the nineteen teens, being filmed was not. I, they, they had they had movies back. We had silent film back yeah. then. Yeah, but you never saw a, a camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. And so for a lot of the soldiers, it was their first time seeing a video camera. And so when you watch the film, you notice a lot of them are just staring at you <laughs> because they don't know what's going on. And so you yeah. can almost see the moment where the person behind the camera is like, no, go do your job. Like, go go do what you're supposed to do. I'm not supposed to film you staring at me. Yeah. And so it's them like shoveling something on the side while still staring at the camera. At the Am same I doing time. it right? Yeah. Am I doing it now? Uh, or them like, you know, making jokes in front of the camera. Or like, like, There's one guy that literally says, hey, mom. And I'm like, oh my god, he started it. He was the first one to do it. He was the first hey mom. Yeah. Mm. I'm on Pioneer. the big screen now, mom. Yeah. Uh and it's such a just it's a revolutionary film. Yeah, I really want to see it. It mm-hmm. sounds because it it just had like a, a very short fathom release. Yeah, in it had the like US. a two day. Yeah, and I, I missed both of them. I was like bummed. And then I saw that it got a an ex 
expansion, and so I really need to go see that because I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. on you, Cameron. It, it's like it's gonna change how documentaries are made. I think. Yeah, but will it change things for the better or worse? Because we we do know how much everyone loves to do a pale imitation. I don't. So if you're not Peter Jackson, mm-hmm. and you're not putting in the same sort of effort, or you don't have the same access to the materials. Yeah. That was, that was the other funny thing is Peter Jackson's a huge World War One nerd. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff he was talking about, like getting the sound effects right. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have this footage of like the cannon blast going on. And, you know, I just happen to have that same cannon in my in my storage. And so we pulled that out. Go we shot that a few times. And I'm like, only fucking Peter Jackson would so, own the cannon. Let's grab a mic and go shoot the cannon. Yeah. Um and though there's one other small story, because I, I, I want to tell the after story part, because I don't think a lot of people are going to have the access to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the last part they were talking about, um, the end credit song. Mm-hmm. They wanted they didn't want a, there's a very light score. Okay. The whole thing, but they still wanted you to feel immersed through the credits. So they sing a like a World War One song, but they didn't plan this until the last like 48 hours before they, the movie was due. And so they found the song they wanted to sing, but they wanted authentic British singers and they didn't have time to go to like a studio or send it to someone. Yeah. And so they call the British embassy of New Zealand and be like, Hey, send us your four best singers. That's amazing. And so it's literally the, like it's the ambassadors of Britain yeah. are singing the British war chant. That's fantastic. At the end of the movie. And it's like, that's so cool. It's so British. Mm-hmm. And like they, they show footage of them in the set. Yeah. Like on set recording that and everyone just looks so happy i bet that's like the coolest random call to get yeah oh it's such a good film bunch of singing bureaucrats mm-hmm. like i would watch this film again it's yeah so I, good. yeah i'll let you know well, let's go see it because i really want to go see it yeah uh what do you have to plug uh, i also went and saw a documentary this weekend you did i went and saw free solo oh uh, which is not shaking. about the fact that Disney is basically having to give away copies of the movie Solo because it's so terrible. Yes. It is, in fact, about the uh, this guy, Alex... I can't remember Trebek. his last name. Yes, Alex Trebek and his Junior. fantastic mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this guy, so Alex... He uses to climb. What you don't see behind the scenes is it's actually... He just ties the mustache to rocks. That's true. <laughs> and just hangs there. He repels from his mustache. Yeah. Um, it's like Alex... It's not Alex Holland. because I think that's like the name of this Swamp Thing guy. Um, but he was the first guy to free solo cl- Alex Honnold. Okay. Free the first person to free solo climb El Capitan in Yosemite. Not theater. Not the, <laughs> not the El Capitan <laughs> theater. When I honestly, when in I Los first, Angeles. when the movie first was being talked about, the the YouTube clips where he was being interviewed on um, on late nights. So uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and the headline was. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel interviews man who climbs El Capitan. Yeah. Which is right next. Is, is for next people who don't it. know LA landscape, El Cap is right. The El Cap Theater is right next to Jimmy Fallon's recording studio. Jimmy Kimmel's. Jimmy Kimmel's recording studio. Sorry. And I'm like, holy shit! Someone climbs someone the theater. Someone scales El Cap. Yeah. And yeah, then no. they're like, it's this mountain. I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. No, this <laughs> is the mountain El Cap. Yes. Um. And so what's kind of special about this documentary is the crew that went with him on this um they're all really experienced climbers themselves and so some of the footage in this movie is unbelievable i mean talk about placing the camera in a place you had never seen it before mm-hmm. um and it's it's a really interesting story like he's an interesting guy like his um dad passed away when he was pretty young but his dad had asperger's and you get the sense that 
Alex himself is somewhere on the spectrum just because he's pretty emotionally distant. Okay. Um, and, and like that helps him process the reality of what he does because, you know, he's a, a renowned, like a worldwide renowned free climber and mm-hmm. free solo climber. And, you know, it's, he's holding on to the side of this mountain literally by sometimes just a tiny sliver of his fingers. Yeah. And if you slip, you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting, like the people around him trying to process it. Like even the film crew themselves, like they've known this guy for years, they're his friend and like them having to figure out how they can be okay with kind of encouraging him to do this, supporting him in this effort that no one has ever done before. It has a very high chance of him not surviving. I mean, yeah, cause it, was, it was like a four hour climb into like four and a half hour climb in total. Yeah. I think it was like, is there just under four hours, just under five hours? Mm-hmm. And it's like 2000 something feet. And you have to yeah. like go up and down and like they focus on specific spots, which are like very technical, very hard to do. It's just a really interesting story and it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's photography in it. It's breathtaking. So, um, and it's nominated for best documentary. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend going to yeah. check it out. It's really good. Uh, it, while watching one of the interviews, the moment that kind of changed the way I saw rock climbing and especially solo climbing is he was talking to some, I assume it was still Kimmel. He was talking to Kimmel and Kimmel was like, well, how do you do that? Like, how do you just go and climb? And he's yeah. like, well, that's what people don't understand. It's like, I can close my eyes and see every handhold still. Yeah. Like I stared at that map, the topic the topographic map for weeks, months. Yeah. And I can tell you exactly the angle I'm going at, what I'm grabbing onto, where my three points of contact are, like he he can still see every single step he's he took I guess at that point yeah to get up there yeah I mean he talks about it being a thing he had mm-hmm. wanted like, to he do for years yeah, yeah like and he practices over and over and yeah. over again it's um yeah it's it's really really good yeah I think I think people especially I mean me I think what I misunderstood was like when I hear free climb I'm thinking they're doing this for the first time. Like oh, no, no, they've been they've been practicing years for that. like he he said he'd climb the mountain you know dozens upon dozens upon dozens of times already. Yeah, even the season leading up to it, he mm-hmm. was, he just camped out there for months and just kept practicing, practicing, practicing. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Go watch it. Yeah, I want I want to see it. Yeah, but I think that does it for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to tell us what you want to be when you grow up, I want to be your lover. <laughs> but you got to get with my friend. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. This friendship never ends, Cameron. That's right. That's not true. It ends the whenever we record we ever, the podcast, yeah, the and then we don't talk to each other for a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. I am at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to see my art, you can find that at Cameron.Dexter. If you want to see my face, I'll upload it, update it at some point. You can find that at You'll update Cam- your face? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna like just a little, just a little cut and tear here and there? Oh, okay, cut and tweak. Yeah, mm-hmm. like just like puncture the cheekbones, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to get like gauges, the like the, the high cheek gauges. Oh, it'd be so good. Oh yeah, looks so good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's really gonna like accentuate the features. Of yeah, my face. I mean your whole thing is being like young and fresh, so yeah. you got to maintain that. Got to be fresh. Yeah, um, you can find that. You can find my my future face <laughs> holes. <The> future <laughs> fixed face. Uh, at Cam Dexter underscore adventures. Yeah. And uh, thank you as always for listening. Uh, I'm off to go wedge myself in a crevasse. Yeah. And I'm going to jump off a cliff. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.